Hi, I'm Cindy Long. I spent over 15 years training clients full-time. I feel like it was only yesterday that I was still building confidence and collecting certifications. I've started the Long Haul Fitness Podcast because I have some insight to share. If you're a fitness entrepreneur who wants to build a community and not just a brand, Stick around as I share strategies and actionable steps that I took toward my success as a master trainer. Welcome to the Long Haul Pro Fitness Podcast, the business and fitness podcast for entrepreneurs in the still growing fitness industry. In the last episode, we talked about the decision on choosing an area of specialization or training a general client base. Today, we'll segue off of that topic. If you'd like to go back and take a listen, please feel free, but I'll give you a short refresher. We talked about the fact that there are pros and cons to having a specialty, just like there are for choosing to remain general. While describing some of these pros and cons, we touched on the subject of becoming, quote, everyone's trainer. As I mentioned, this sounds like a great quality in a trainer, and even a positive when it comes to the business aspect. But when we really dig in, we find some obstacles and areas of opportunity. Being everyone's trainer should be more of a gym philosophy rather than an individual trainer's philosophy. Let me explain. Large corporations might boast that they offer something for everyone. A great lifting section, a group class area, yoga, Zumba, spin classes, and everything else that gets you off your couch. This allows that location, the gym location, to thrive and bring in a larger member base. But for the individual trainer, it can cause burnout pretty quickly. When I first became a trainer, I tried to be there for everyone. I was young, I had energy, but when I look back, I realized just how much I was taken advantage of. So I want to bring up some points that I know would have really made a difference in my lifestyle, business success, and general happiness had I implemented them sooner in my career. Some of these tips are not going to seem like serious business strategy. It might just seem more like advice from a friend, but it's definitely a great place to start. The first thing is not everyone is your client, and that's okay. When you're going through your sales pitch, you're going through uh, an orientation session, you're, you're going through all of these things that your club might make you go through to build your business. And that's because ultimately they want sales, 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 sales. One of these days we'll get to an episode about ethics and corporate gyms. And let me tell you, that's not going to be a 10 minute episode. And I will probably recruit a lot of my old management friends for that episode. Stay tuned for that. But for now, it's no secret that most trainers in the industry have to work on commission, not trying to sugarcoat. It is what it is. When you work in commission, you're trying to make sales. But I was not a snake. I was not that trainer who just wanted to sell, sell, sell. I want this client to succeed, even if it's not with me. And if I could up my sales bonus while also getting them the help that they needed, 
why not? So I definitely put people through a great orientation. I went through my sales pitch and I recommended them to the trainer who I thought would be best for them. I didn't try to keep everyone. I didn't claw my way into desperately hoping that everyone would be my client. Okay, confession, I did that in the beginning because you you kind of feel like you have to and your management is telling you that you have to and the club's goal is to have as many people training as possible no matter how many trainers they have. They want a million clients but they don't necessarily have enough trainers qualified for what those clients need. So what did I do? I sold packages all day long and I kept every client. I burned out so fast. When I say I burned out so fast, I'm still talking years. But when this is your career, this is what you're going to do forever. Years is too soon to burn out. I was in college full-time and working, but at the same time, I was taking clients no matter what. So I was in the gym at 4.30 in the morning. I would leave at 8, go to school, come back to the gym at 11, see two or three clients, go back to school, come back to the gym, see two or three clients, finally get my workout in, have dinner, see another client, get home at 10 p.m. If I got to leave on time, that's not conducive to your own health and your own lifestyle and your own happiness. When I finally learned that it was okay to recommend another trainer, my life changed. My life changed in so many ways. I didn't have clients who I didn't like anymore. I didn't have clients with specifics that I couldn't handle anymore. I didn't have a sporadic schedule anymore. I was jam-packed during the hours that I wanted to be jam-packed. And guess what? I had time for myself. I had time for my family. I had time for my workout and my meal prep and my hobbies. But this is not a popular philosophy that's going to be taught to you if you work in a corporate location. I was at a trainer meeting once and a regional manager was there and he posed a question to the room. And the question was, why are you having so much trouble meeting your revenue goals when you can help anyone? Don't you feel that you can help anyone? He pointed at me and boy, did I piss him off because I said, no, I don't think that I can help everyone. Now, he didn't know that my sales were not suffering and I was doing pretty fine in the sales department, but... I know that I was doing that well because I knew that I could not help everyone. I made sales constantly that I was willing to transfer over to another trainer so that they could spend time training that person. And that gave me the time to work with my clients as well as time to spend making more sales. Case in point, that managers shoot themselves in the foot and damage their own bottom line by forcing trainers to work more hours instead of teaching them sales and business strategy. It might seem so simple, but it's very frowned upon somehow in the industry if you miss a sale or, God forbid, the client finds another trainer and nobody tells you that it's okay to recommend another trainer. Trust me, if you almost feel like this client isn't for you, recommend another trainer. That brings me to my second point. 
not everyone is your client. And I'm not just talking about what you specialize in or what their personality is like or whether they have an injury and they need to see someone specific, whatever. Not everyone is your client. What does that really mean? To me, it means flakes are not my client. People who are going to be rude to me, not my client. People who don't respect my time, not my client. People who are not dedicated to their own goals, not my client. People who are never going to see results because they're not willing to meet me halfway on the program that I've designed for what they want, not my client. It's okay to let those people go. And you know what? When someone is not your client because they're a difficult person like that, it still might be possible for them to achieve those goals with the right kind of personality in a trainer. Some people need soft attention. Some people need like a very sweet cheerleader. That's not me. So if I can't offer that to them, they're not going to be successful working with me because I'm not giving them what they need. So that means I'm not their trainer and that's okay. Brings me to my third point. Sometimes you have to fire a client. They're flaky. They're constantly canceling. They're making you lose money. We could make a whole episode about this and I probably will very soon. I had a client once who I sat down and I showed her my planner and I showed her how many times that week she canceled. I added up for her. I was very black and white. I added up my income for her and I said, this is how much money I should have made for my household. And because you canceled six times in the last month and a half, this is how much money I lost for my household. And I fired her. Days later, she came back to me crying. She wanted to reschedule. She promised things would get better. I gave her one more chance. She became one of my best success stories and worked with me several times a week. And I promised I would never say her name. But bottom line, it was worth it to make it real to her. It was worth it to let her know I will not be disrespected and you need to show up for your sessions. This is not my goal. This is your goal. You're taking time away from another client. You're taking time away from my family. You're taking money out of my pocket. Sometimes people need to hear it. And when you're caught up trying to be everyone's trainer, you never defend yourself and you don't create the right boundaries. Next point is... That when a client that you're working with comes to those last couple sessions and you get to that awkward point where you're like, I wonder if they're going to stay, if they don't re-sign, that's not an insult. It's not a horrible thing. It doesn't mean that you failed. Of course we hope they stay, but it might mean the complete opposite. And I was very happy sometimes when my clients didn't re-sign because I felt like they were comfortable enough now to go out and work on their own. I felt like I changed their life based on the fact that now they have a healthy lifestyle and they're so comfortable in the gym that they can leave me and go do what they need to do. And because you're so business savvy, 
You were prepared for this, weren't you? You had something in place ready for this ending, didn't you? But before we get too much into business strategy, let's keep talking about those boundaries. Those boundaries that you're not setting for yourself. You're not saying, I only want to work with people who motivate me back. You're not saying, I only want to work with people who make my day better. And no, that's not selfish. Setting up your workday for your own happiness and success is business. It means you're an adult and you're going to choose who you want to work with based on steady income, based on your happiness and your comfort throughout the day. I went through a time where I had clients who were so difficult that I purposely scheduled them next to someone who made me really happy. I literally had to strategize my day because if that was my first appointment at four in the morning or five in the morning, I would not feel so great about waking up that early. If that was my last appointment, all I wanted to do was get to the end of that appointment and I would leave and I would not be happy when I got home. I had to end my day with someone who was positive. I had to start my day with someone who was even more positive than that. You're not being selfish. You're being healthy. When you're working with someone who's non-compliant or not serious about their goal, look, they're not going to stay with you for very long. You're not going to continue making that paycheck. You're also not as happy as you could be. Business-wise, it's going to stunt your revenue. It's going to limit how many hours you can work. It's going to limit how many new members you can bring in. Sorry, new clients, not members. If you're not taking in new clients because someone's taking up three hours a week on your schedule, but that person never sees results, you know you've had that client. They come in three times a week. They're always with you. They actually show up, which is great, but they don't really put the work in. They completely mess up on some component when you're not around. They are never going to see results. Everybody in the gym is watching you. You are constantly on a pedestal and they're looking at you with that client three times a week for the past four months and they don't see results. They don't blame the client. They're just thinking that might not be the trainer I'm about to pay. Your client doesn't see results. It's because you're both not happy. It's because you both don't belong together. Either they needed to tell you that you're not their trainer and that's okay, or you should have told them you're not my client and that's okay. So in the end, take on clients who not only allow you to help them, but clients who make your schedule a day full of joy and happiness for yourself. This job is a job that you chose because you wanted something that was going to make you happy too. Don't work with clients who don't make you strive to be a better trainer, or at least bring joy to your everyday. The music you hear was written for Long Haul Pro Fitness by Melinda from Out of the Box Arts. That's a nonprofit organization created to make arts instruction accessible and affordable to children and teens. If you have a topic request, consider leaving it in a five-star review to help get this podcast running at full speed. If you're a fitness professional who'd like to be considered for an interview, 
please email me at longhaulprofitness at gmail.com. Again, I'm Cindy Long, and thank you for being a leader in a growing industry that is always striving for more. We are the game changers. We're in this for the long haul.